Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. A lot to catch up on as, uh, one, I'm getting back from vacation, and SMU has just been red hot on the recruiting trail picking up multiple four-star prospects, landing a couple other big names in the recruiting class, and that's all in just the first week of July. So SMU is now up inside the top 60 overall classes nationally. Uh, They move up uh, into uh, the top two of the AAC and certainly are knocking it out of the park as far as average recruit rating. Um, If you can believe this, uh, about 88 uh, just over that is the average recruit rating of SMU's nine commitments on board, which includes two four-star prospects. So to kind of run this all down, uh, we're just going to start uh, from the beginning of the month and, and quickly touch on Michael Abukin, Okioade, uh, a big commit for SMU who knocked this, uh, who really got the ball rolling here in a way in July with his commitment going public after his official visit, uh, top 30 edge prospect in the country, 6'5", 234. We touched on him in our last podcast before we went on vacation, so didn't want to spend too much time on that, but he did kick off July. The big news, though, and this is where we're going to flip it on you and work um, from uh, the latest commitment uh, to the back, and that's Chase Biddle, who shocked the recruiting world on two on Wednesday by committing to SMU. The four-star Garland safety picked the Mustangs over Oklahoma, TCU, um, Texas A&M. Also had offers from the likes of Alabama, Auburn, um, other national programs, Georgia, Michigan. SMU did a really nice job keeping this one quiet. Rashad Samples, Jordan Blake, um, everybody uh, on the staff, but those two in particular especially really were key in landing Biddle, who right now, if if the class rankings were done, would end up as SMU's highest-rated commitment ever on the 24-7 sports composite, number 105 overall prospect, number 7 safety nationally, number 20 prospect in the state of Texas. And, you know, I give SMU a lot of credit here because TCU has beaten SMU on a lot of top-flight defensive prospects as of late, but SMU just kind of hung in there. TCU got the first official visit. Oklahoma was supposed to host him the weekend. He ended up coming to to SMU for his official visit, and from there it was an SMU-TCU battle. Jeremy Clark, who runs our great TCU site, you know, really um, is very rarely wrong, if you want to put it like that, uh, when it comes to TCU prospects that he feels really good about. And this was one that, you know, when I checked in with him, I checked in with um, our Oklahoma site as well when they were monitoring it. You know, TCU was considered the front runner here for a long time, and I, I maintained that on our board. And I think this one really came together 
uh, in the last few days. And and I do think Chase Biddle, and I haven't talked to him yet since his commitment, but I think he made two commitment videos. I think he made one earlier um, or at the end of June, made it uh, for TCU and then kind of flipped it around and made one for SMU. And that's just me, um, you know, kind of just uh, guessing because, you know, I think Chase Biddle and Jordan Hudson did go out and, and make uh, their own videos at one point, and, and uh, Jordan Hudson, his teammate, committed to SMU on the 4th of July. We'll get to him in just a moment, but um, Chase Biddle, uh, be, being able to go through with this and commit to SMU is huge. You know, his mom was a big part of this decision. She came on the official visit with him, and, and SMU was able to get him on board, and so now, obviously, you've got to hold on to these prospects, but when you make a big deal out of it like this and the way SMU battled from behind, <clears throat> to play catch up and and get them on board that's really what stood out to me in this recruitment which was different than some of these other SMU TCU battles we'd you know heard in the past that SMU felt good and then it's TCU but this is one that TCU felt really really good even Tuesday night um you know Jeremy Clark checked in with his sources again and and you know posted that on on Wednesday morning that TCU felt great going into decision day um, but SMU held some quiet confidence and made a big push, and um, I kind of learned of it uh, Wednesday morning that, hey, this is one that, you know, really, really watch it instead of uh, just, hey, keep your eye on it, which we had been, um, and SMU ends up pulling it off. So a massive, massive land on the defensive side of the ball uh, is Chase Biddle for SMU. Jordan Hudson, his teammate, committed on the 4th of July, uh, kicking off what was a busy day of commits for SMU, and we'll run them all down here, but Jordan Hudson... Uh, who just gets edged out by, by his teammate Chase Biddle for the highest-rated commit in SMU history. Number 113 overall prospect nationally, number 14 wide receiver in the country on the 24-7 sports composite. He committed to SMU over Oklahoma, Alabama, um, Texas, Texas, uh, Texas A&M, uh, TCU. Uh, there were a lot of uh, different programs that were uh, that I extended offers to Jordan Hudson and SMU had him on campus for official visit that same weekend as Chase Biddle. And again, this was one more so where you could tell he was, uh, they were high on him and their chances of, of landing him and uh, being able to, to hold on to him and things like that. And that's what happened on the 4th of July. This one was, you know, things trended pretty quickly uh, after um, he also, you know, didn't visit Oklahoma. Um, he actually made a quiet, um, not a quiet, but a, a Texas unofficial visit before his decision. Uh, but it does end up being SMU, and this is a monster land. I mean, he was dominant at Pylons National Championship in Dallas over the 4th of July weekend. Uh, he was in a, a top performer on 24-7 sports uh, and ended up, um, you know, being one of those guys that stood out on Team Grind all weekend and uh, just highlight real play after highlight real play, um, played corner, played receiver, and, you um, uh, you know, really showed his body control and ability to adjust and great instincts. So, you know, this is a, a prospect that comes in. Um, and when you talk about losing potentially Reggie Robertson right away, um, you know, Danny Gray, uh, who knows, Rasheed Rice, maybe if he has a big year, goes on to the next level, he's going to be able to play right away. So huge land of Jordan Hudson. With Chase Biddle and Jordan Hudson both on board, this is really the signal that SMU is more than back in the recruiting space uh, and, and being a national presence. And look, SMU might not be by any means that team that's going to go out and get top 25 classes, 
But whenever you're competing in the state of Texas, and specifically in Dallas for top recruits, and whether you're a regional program like TCU, Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, you've got to contend with SMU. They are not going to go down without a fight for any of these Dallas prospects. And getting Chase Biddle and Jordan Hudson on board signals that more so than ever. You know, Preston Stone, the four-star quarterback who committed and signed with SMU and enrolled early in January, um, was a massive, massive land, certainly signaled a changing of the guard, but he was also an SMU legacy. These guys, two prospects out of Garland, playing for Team Grind, which is becoming a nice feeder seven-on-seven program, really, for SMU. They just took in SMU's pitch, listened to it, weighed their options, and made their commitments. Chase Biddle and Jordan Hudson are really showing that SMU is back in a huge way on the recruiting trail. SMU did a great job with both of these recruitments. You look at this class right now and the amount of prospects with Power 5 offers, it's really, really impressive. Uh, Chase Biddle and Jordan Hudson are now your crown jewels of the class uh, to go uh, and and really maybe start swinging for the fences on some of these uh, other high-end Dallas prospects who might, maybe didn't have as much SMU interest before they popped for SMU. But with Chase Biddle and Jordan Hudson on board, don't be surprised if SMU starts making ways for even more of these type top-flight Dallas prospects in the 2022 class. With their commitments to start off this month of July, uh, that's a huge sign that SMU is uh, certainly here to stay in, in big-time recruiting in Texas, uh, and it, they could only, only just be getting started. With those two on board, uh, we move on now to Isaiah Smith, and this is one that capped the 4th of July day, um, but really uh, I wanted to move to him next because he's in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., St. John's, a big powerhouse program. SMU offered him after he camped uh, earlier in June, uh, the very first SMU camp that they had. They offered him right on the spot, and Kenny Perry really connected well with him and his family. Uh, Isaiah Smith is a 6'4", 210-pound edge prospect, going to play outside linebacker for SMU, a top 25 edge prospect uh, on 24-7 sports, and rated as a strong three-star as an 87. He's going to be able to uh, play in space, play the boundary, probably do some different things, and he adds a lot of length and size, and he de- uh, decided to go ahead and commit. We had actually talked with him for a story, and we just, with vacation, we didn't get around to running it, but uh, talked with him about a, uh, for a story, and he was going to wait and uh, you know take things out to uh, the fall and take some visits, and SMU is going to be one of them, but instead he dialed up Kenny Perry on the 4th of July and said, I want to commit, I'm ready. Uh, he's really honestly been locked in on SMUs in terms of the history of the program. He was really high on that. I talked with him a good bit. Um, just seems like a kid from a really good family that you know wants to uh, play for SMU. He had a bit of a national recruitment in a way. East Carolina, Indiana, Memphis. Uh, those are a few of the programs he was talking with the most. Virginia Tech had offered, Arizona State, Boston College. And he plays at one of the best programs in the country. Uh, St. John's actually, funny enough, played Duncanville a couple years back, and I uh, went and watched them in the 2019 season uh, play against uh, Duncanville. So he's been to Dallas before, even that camp. So Isaiah Smith, a really talented prospect, played a shortened spring game season this year. I think he's got a chance to you know, show um, you know, just how talented he really is as the fall comes back and they get back into you know, having the full seasons. Uh, but this is a nice pickup for SMU, a prospect who's well-regarded, has started off 
at an 87, even early on in his recruitment and stuck there. Um, so now he's got a chance to, you know, maybe make some waves and move up. And last but certainly not least, Jacob Waller, one of the more intriguing commitments that happened on the 4th of July because SMU, um, you know, I think just from digging around, wasn't really expecting this. He came on his official visit to SMU. He um, ended up taking a couple other unofficials, I believe. Texas Tech was one of them. Uh, Tennessee uh, wanted to camp. Hadn't really heard much from him. And then he goes ahead and, and makes his decision and commits to SMU. Um, had some offers from likes of Arkansas State, uh, Louisiana, Liberty, uh, Tulsa. Those were some of the other uh, pro, uh, teams in the mix uh, for him. Also had some Ivy League offers. But, you know, I look at, you know, this being one of the underrated guys in the class. But if you like what Louisiana does offensively, I mean, I think that's a big offer. You kind of have to weigh. They're one of the better running teams in the nation. Physicality. Um, you know, they, they, they've done a really good job evaluating prospects uh, and have had some offensive linemen drafted. So you kind of like that in that respect as far as a group of five commitment. Um, so we'll see kind of how things go with Jacob Waller's development, but they really liked him. Um, Calvin Harvey, uh, one of SMU's other uh, commitments, or excuse me, uh, targets uh, on the offensive line, ended up going to Louisiana Tech. So the numbers, you know, always seem to work out in this, in this respect. And Jacob Waller went ahead and got on board with the class of 2022 um, in what was a start of a busy, busy July. So I know I told you guys I'd have a podcast for you on Wednesday. Now that I'm back from vacation, and uh, I'm glad I waited to record it because uh, Jordan Hudson, uh, or excuse me, Chase Biddle, certainly gave it uh, some some more um, you know news to uh, talk about on that front. And one thing we'll talk about later in the week because uh, we will bring you another podcast to cap this week, is the addition of Oregon uh, linebacker Isaac Slade uh, Matatue. Um, I'm going to continue to work on pronouncing that, but I did ask our Oregon site how you uh, um, pronounce it, and it's Matautia. Matatuia. Uh, so that's what I'm going to try to do. It, it doesn't really roll off the tongue very well just yet, but I'm going to keep working on it. Uh, and we'll kind of break down what that means, uh, that big transfer linebacker committing to SMU on the 5th of July. Uh, Jim Levitt recruited him at Oregon. Uh, he gets reunited with him where he had some success in his defense. So a huge transfer pickup. We'll talk about what that means for SMU on the next edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. But for now, a quick reminder, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and follow the Pony Stampede podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. We are at an all-time high of subscribers on PonyStampede.com, uh, and we continue to grow. Uh, and guys, I tell you what, um, I really haven't seen this many people. I watch our Google, An Google Analytics all day. I haven't seen this many people at the site uh, at one time in a long time, and uh, Chase Biddle has a lot to do with that. Um, over 270-some people were reading uh, Pony Stampede, uh, which might seem like a little... Uh, but it really is a lot in the grand scheme of things. Uh, so uh, be sure to uh, subscribe to PonyStampede.com if you don't already do that uh, to keep it locked in on uh, all the VIP recruiting content. And we'll be having an uh, all-day chat on Thursday 
And we'll also be dropping the latest recruiting tidbits uh, Wednesday afternoon to cap the big day for the Mustang. So till next time, guys, thanks for listening. Hope everybody had a great 4th of July and a safe 4th of July. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.